Well, I'm left with this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jess Lenovell. Jess, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Thank you so much for having me. Well, excited to have you back on. Let's go. Jess is the founder of The Listings Lab. She's a business and marketing real estate coach. She is the author of More Money, Less Hustle, Becoming a Seven-Figure Real Estate Agent. Jess, excited to have you back on. Tell us a little about your personal life, more about your work, why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I grew up in the industry. So I grew up in real estate. Mom's been a real estate agent for about 35 years. I uh, sold real estate myself for 14 years in the greater Toronto area, um, built a multi seven figure team, had a little bit of like an early 30s midlife crisis. I think that I just, you know, I, I matured early <laughs> and uh, then realized I felt really, really strongly about helping other agents. So made the made the shift, wanted to show agents how I did what I did and how I built the business that I built. Um, and now I have clients who are more successful than I ever was, which is also super cool. Um, moved to the Bahamas in January of this year. So we've been here for about 10 months. Um, and uh, yeah, speaking on stages, living my best Bahamas life. I become, I've literally embraced the beach bum life. It's uh it's, it's been a, it's been a good year. It's been a good time since I talked to you last. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So, <laughs> so the promise of entrepreneurship and the promise of being a realtor mm -hmm. is freedom. That you're going, money. yeah. Freedom, money, impact, you know, all of the things that we get, everybody gets into any kind of business for, right? I want to have, uh, I don't want to have an income ceiling. I want to be able to set my own schedule. I want to help people. And 95% of people who get into business or real estate specifically end up trading their life, their lifestyle, their relationships, their families for success in the industry. And I've always felt like that was really the wrong way to look at, look at it. Um, what actually sparked the, the, you know, the, the book itself was I went back and I read the five regrets of the dying again, mm -hmm. a little, little heavy, but, um, yeah, I realized that like, there's just so many people who lose perspective while they're in the day-to-day -day of their business and don't realize that they're going to have these huge regrets at the end that they worked too much and they didn't spend enough time with the people that they loved and that they didn't experience life and the world and you know everything that makes this one thing that we get to do one time super worth it. So I had a bit of like an emotional epiphany and I said, you know, I think that I need to I need to at least be the loud voice in the industry telling people that that trade-off isn't worth it. And a lot of uh, a lot of people have resonated with it and that's really why we we help agents build businesses the way that we do is so that they're not creating that golden cage. They're actually able to work less, create a really really impactful business, be monetarily successful and create a ripple effect, whether it's in their own family, in their communities, whatever actually matters the most to them, and that they're living fully, that they're able to, you know, have the business serve their life as opposed to, you know, losing their life in order to serve the business. I think that that's great. Is that available to everyone? Yes, of course. I think, I, I definitely think so. Um, I think that there's a lot, real estate in, specifically tends to be very, 
um, archaic, I'll, I'll say, right? Like it tends to be kind of stuck in the 80s. And, you know, I think that we have access to things today that we didn't have 20 years ago. I remember when I got my real estate license, I got my pager that I was like so proud of. Let's go. And <laughs> right. And, you know, as a kid being in the backseat of mom's car with her map book, and she would give me an address and I would coordinate, I would like coordinate it. And, you know, now we live in a world where we're so connected. We have technology that can make our lives easier. We have ways to automate and make things really efficient. And, it just like the opportunities that we have to create more with less time are astronomically huge, huge compared to what we, you know, what we had access to even 20 years ago. So I think that the fact that so many people in real estate are still operating as though it's 85, you know, I was born in 84. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, what we had access to back then versus now, like it's, it's, it's crazy. And we're all running around with computers in our pockets. And so many people just aren't taking advantage of the opportunities and the technology that we actually have available to us quite easily, actually, today. How do you think about and do you do you think about and concern? Are you concerned about, I'm sure your students are, losing the personal touch by mm. incorporating too much tech? For sure. And I'm a really big believer that tech actually makes the, the personal stuff tighter because when human beings are doing things that are that a piece of tech can do, that's not a human side of things. Right. So what it, I believe it does is it frees up time and energy and bandwidth for you to actually connect with human beings, to actually have the time and the attention and the brain space to pay it, pay better attention to the people who you're actually face to face with or actually on on a on a phone call with and that you're not wasting time pushing buttons. And so I love technology because I think it frees up so much of that time and it allows us to create consistency which builds trust and makes people feel safe without a human having to be responsible for remembering, I mean, there's no human being on the planet that is consistent 100% of the time. And there's also, and I say this to people a lot, like no one is motivated every single day. And so a lot of the time we put so much pressure on, on ourselves, especially in real estate, there's so much pressure to be motivated every day and be consistent every day. And if, and the technology side of it can take that pressure off of us so that the human side of us is actually taken care of, right? I have so many people who are like, oh, I have COVID and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this like marketing piece out. And I'm like, why is this happening? Like this is how this, this is purely because the backend systems and automations in your business are not tight. And, and if they were, you have the space and the freedom to have a bad day. And everything keeps keeps moving and keeps rolling whether or not you are pushing the button or not that makes a ton of sense consistency motivation combine that with some pressure shake it up and uh, you have a recipe for things not running sustainably and burnout i think that there's just so many burnt out anxious human beings out there right now 
And not everybody wants to move to the beach. And I think that, you know, being able to create what, no, no matter where, what business you're in or where you are, or, you know, what your, what your, your service delivery looks like, it can't be at the expense of your mental health because it's also not sustainable. Right. I think most people can, can burn the candle at both ends for a period of time, but eventually you're going to feel empty and burnt out and anxious, and you're not going to be able to, you will become the bottleneck of the business one way or another. And so if you don't pay attention to your systems, the standard operating procedures, the, the unsexy business stuff, then a lot, then what ends up happening is the business either stalls or it actually ends up dropping off. And I and I see this so often where agents will say, like, I just got so burnt out. I, I took six months off. And so I feel like I'm starting from scratch again. And then they live, they perpetuate the cycle again, where they're like, okay, I took six months off. I feel better. And now I'm going to hustle and grind and do the same things that didn't serve me before. I'm going to just do it again. Right. So it becomes this this cycle of unhealthy, basically just unhealthy behavior in order to make money. And so a lot of this comes down to how do we get you to where you want to go from a financial standpoint for or a business success standpoint and make it sustainable, make it easier, make it efficient, um, make it leveraged so that every single person in the business. And I don't mean like when I say leverage, I think a lot of people start to think, okay, but then I have to take advantage of people on my team, or I have to take advantage of people, you know, that I'm hiring. And that's not right for anybody. So how do we create efficiencies? I mean, every single, almost every single person on my team has a VA, right? And the VAs are taken care of, and my teammate members are taken care of, and no one is overworked. And if someone is getting to a point where they're feeling overworked, they raise their hand and they say, I need help, right? And so that is what actually creates longevity and long-term success is when everybody, everybody's basic human needs are being taken care of on a regular basis. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I can see how it'd be easy to fall out of that trap just because. And, and I've done it. I've done it. Definitely. The first time I remember, and I, I've talked about this a lot. The first time I hit seven figures in real estate, when I was selling real estate, I did it as a single agent with no team. It was probably one of the worst times of my life. <laughs> my phone would ring. Everyone's like, she's so successful. Look at her numbers. And it like the reality of my life was that my phone would ring and I would cry. And I would hand my phone to my husband and say, I need you to answer it. I cannot talk to another human being today. What do I say? Just say anything. Say hello. Just take a message. Say hi. T tell them I'm, I don't know. Tell them I'm busy. It was, it was horrible. And I, I think that so many people wait until that moment before they actually ask for help or they actually build efficiency or, you know, they actually bring people on for support. I was doing everything. I was doing paperwork. I was doing phone calls. I was, I was doing the $10 an hour tasks and I was doing the $1,000 an hour tasks. And so I didn't have any space left for me. So you said people would look and say, she's so successful. Mm. And that's outside looking in. Is that the starting point? It's just figuring out what success looks like? Yeah. I think everybody, you know, there's not one way to be successful. 
And success looks different for every single person. And the mistake that I made initially, and I that I see so so many other people make, is that they're only really looking 90 days ahead. Right? You're so in the business that you're you're not even building something particularly intentionally. So I always say, and in my book, the very last chapter of the book is vision. What are you building? Where are you going to be in five, 10 years? And once you're really clear on that, you're you're clear on like the ultimate, and it can't just be numbers because money comes and goes, right? It has to be like, what does your day-to-day look like? What's your ideal calendar? Where are you living? What are the experiences that you're having? And then from there, we get to figure out how the business ties into it or makes the business becomes the vehicle to that life. And then we can reverse engineer it. And that is, I think one of the most frustrating parts about most businesses, but especially real estate, is that people are only making like one year goals or they're making they're making 90 day increments in terms of planning. And then you end up five years later and you think, how did I get here? This isn't what I wanted. But if you're only focused on 90 days, then you're always going to be focused on the immediate fires in the business. You're never actually going to be building towards an ultimate vision of what you want. And it's very easy to get shiny object syndrome because you're not actually making decisions based on where you want to be ultimately. And so I'm a really big believer. If you know where you want to be in five, 10 years, then every single decision you make, every single thing that you put in place is either getting you closer to that or it's not. And it's so much easier to make decisions. It's so much easier to focus and put things into perspective and ultimately end up where you want to be as opposed to, you know, five years down the road thinking, I don't, I don't want this. Makes it, I think it's, I observe people having a, having trouble prioritizing mm-hmm. and utilizing then making decisions and then how I'm going to allocate the resources that I have available to me. We all have the same amount of time and similar amount of energy. And then money is obviously a very, very finite thing. So the tension. So knowing where it is that I want to end up, yeah. that becomes a wonderful tool and essential tool for making me help me figure out how I'm making these small decisions throughout my day, which will then either get me to that place I want to go or take me further away from it. Absolutely. And it provides an element of clarity that so many people feel that they don't have, but it's just a matter of zooming out and then zooming back in with keeping in mind what it looked like when you zoomed out. It seems like such an easy thing, but yeah. why, don't, why, why don't people do it? I think it's just, you know, we get so wrapped up in the day to day that it gets forgotten. And it is soup, it's so simple. But um in especially in small businesses and in small, smaller service-based businesses, it's very difficult to have some like to to get to a point where you're truly sitting in that seat of visionary, where you're driving your business or your team or your company in the role in the direction of the vision that you have for what you're building. And so, you know, if we're if if you want to talk like the e myth the the e myth 
concept, right? It's uh, it's still so relevant today. I mean, some of the examples are a little bit outdated, but it's still so relevant because people in small businesses, for the most part, or service-based businesses like real estate, they're wearing all the hats. And so they're only good at certain things. No one is good at everything. And so you're, what they're not doing is they're not making the space or the time to delegate times for each hat. They're literally just throwing hats on and off all day. And they're putting out fires and they're talking to people. They're, they're, it's, it's an extremely stressful way to like operate, to operate a business, but it's necessary to get to a certain point. And then once you get to that point, a lot of the time people are used to operating that way. It's what they know. And it's the concept of what got you here won't get you there. And so instead of switching gears and realizing, okay, now my role in this company is going to change. They just keep doing what they've always done because it's habit, which never allows them to like properly zoom out. And then a lot of the time too, people get focused on the wrong things. They get focused on the the awards or the numbers or without understanding what the, what the numbers are for. And the numbers, the money, the the revenue, the profit is for something. It's not just to, it's not an ego accumulation. And if you don't know what it's for, then we're building, we're building for ego, which is never a good thing. Right. Just end up chasing your tail and yeah. stuck in that cycle. And you're never happy. By the way. Yeah. And you got into the business for the opposite reasons because you want freedom and flexibility and happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I fell into the business. I definitely didn't choose real estate. It was like I came out of school and my mom was like, okay, you have gone to school for something very useless. What are you going to do with your life? And I was like, "I, I don't know. And she's like, I think you should get a real estate license and try it. And honestly, best thing. How funny. Yeah. Your mom, you got a <laughs> worthless degree. Great job. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know. Get the car. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. I love it. Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? And where can they get a copy of More Money, Less Hustle? Thank you. Yeah. So um, book is available on Amazon. Uh, Super easy. You can just type in more money, less hustle. Um, Best place to connect with me, probably Instagram. My my handle is just at Jess Linovelle. And uh, yeah, I'm active on it every day. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show just your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of More Money, Less Hustle, Amazon. I will link that in the notes of the show and follow Jess on Instagram at Jess Lenovel. I think I got it that time. Maybe not. You did. That was good. Nice. And I will link that in the notes of the show as well. Thanks again, Jess. Thank you. And until next time, remember... Do your part by doing your best.